Hey there! Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast. Uh, Ken and I decided to uh, to get the band back together uh, for, for how long or how often, we're not sure. But uh, I think selfishly for both of us, it had been a long time since we talked live and uh, wanted to just catch up on kind of how our businesses were, how life is, and kind of what the, the future looks like. And uh, so that's what that's what today holds. And in the future, who knows what, what else might be coming uh, from the show, but uh, yeah, Ken, I'm I'm glad to catch up, man. I hope everything's going well. Ah, uh, things are they're going. How's that? They're going. Put, there you go. Let's put it that way. Let's start with you. You got some uh, pretty epic stuff happening this summer. Yeah, so I mean, you know, so here in France, there is uh, we have nine weeks of vacation uh, for the kids. So so their school here is a lot more like year-round school, do mm-hmm. you would say in the U.S. Uh, than. Uh, than traditional like U.S. school where it's like three and a half months they're off or something crazy, I remember. So that's cool, but what it means is that people take the entire time off. Right? Like our little village that we live in, uh, all of our kids' friends are gone the whole time, pretty much. So we were like, well, we should try to do the same. So we took a total just under a month of vacation uh, this summer, and I worked you know, all of it, which was uh, one of my goals that I had for this year was to take two weeks off and I definitely will not do that, but, uh, kind of for good reason. I can get into that later, but, um, yeah, it's, it was nice. We went to, to Scotland and England most recently. Uh, and London, by the way, is one of my favorite places that we visited. It's a huge, wonderful city, but it's, it's really, really nice too. Um, and then we went in July to Ireland and kind of bounced all around Ireland for two weeks. It was really beautiful there too. So, yeah, a lot of traveling, and now I'm very glad to be home. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, yeah. How about you, man? Uh, it's been a busy, busy summer. Um, it's like, I, I, it just seems like yesterday I looked at the calendar thinking, boy, I'm just going to get this software launched by MicroConf in Vegas and then, uh, you know, enjoy the summer and, you know, onboard customers. And uh, here it is, end of August. And, like, what happened? Yeah. So we took a vacation to Colorado um, with the family, um, met up with some of our extended family out in Colorado, rented a house out there and, and did some hiking and, you know, mountainy stuff. And, uh, and that was, you know, pretty much the extent of our travel this summer. Most of it was uh, spent with the wife entertaining the kids while I was at home working. Yeah. Yeah. So how is uh day job is the same? Day job has not let up since middle of December last year. Okay. Like literally <laughs> it's just every day it's a new emergency or stressor or, um, so it's like, there's been, you know, many nights I wake up in the middle of the night just thinking about day job stuff that just occurred to me. And it's mm-hmm. like, Oh man, we didn't even think this through. And so it's just been stressful for now going on, you know, over eight months, uh, nine months of, uh, just constant nonstop. Yeah. And it's hard because it's like 
not really the thing I'd like to be concentrating on, you know, career wise. Sure. But it has to be, you know, because yeah. it pays the bills. And and frankly, you know, you know, I like the people I work with and I love my clients and stuff like that. Um, so it's just constantly torn. So, um, you know, I hate to I hate to be a broken record. Um, and, and that's part of the reason why um, I've not been too eager to record is just because I hate wasting an hour of our listeners time saying the same thing week after week like <laughs> it's just it's still a grind people yeah no i mean but i think that's that's, that's, that's yeah. the truth right and i think i hope that's the the type of people that we have listening to the show or people that just want kind of the truth i know that a lot of the feedback we've gotten on uh, email and on twitter are just people who are in the same boat and um relate and kind of want to hear how we are dealing with it um yeah and I can tell you, I mean, you know, now living in France and having all of my time to devote to my business, it's just different. It's not like so much easier or so much better or anything. It's just different. And I think, yeah, um, you know, like I think that Rob talks about like it's just the journey. There's no destination. And I think at this point, a year, a full year, we just got to France a year ago this week. Um that's true. I mean, my business has changed a lot, but uh, I think that like, if you're waiting for like the rainbows and unicorns to come, you're going to be disappointed because none of us are the type of people who wake up one day and say, okay, I've arrived. You know, like maybe if we cash out for like 20 million, probably, but, but if you cash out for 20 million, you're also going to be like, okay, well, let's go do that again. That wasn't that hard. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you'll take two weeks to think about it, drink something with an umbrella in it, and then you'll be bored and you'll, you'll be looking for the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And uh, so I think that um, the the perspectives probably aren't that different is, is the short version of it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, this, this year I just had to cut myself some slack and uh, I, I got this calendar uh what's it called uh i'll link to it in the show notes but uh, it's it's one of these it was on an AppSumo deal they had these big poster calendars where every month is like horizontal mm -hmm. so there's just like 12 rows of just horizontal day blocks and you you can you know use it like a calendar and schedule things in it's dry erase but me i just take a marker and i circle the days that i want to launch something or there's content that i need to produce or you know tasks that i have to do and i put slashes through the days that they're that they're done and um it's it's very brutal seeing the entire year in your progress <laughs> through the entire year yeah and um at first it was it was really kind of beating me down <laughs> it's just like oh my god you know um here it is you know you know 30 days after my projected launch date and uh you know where am i even going but then i start thinking about it it's like, well, what days of the week do I actually get the most on? The big chunks of work happen on what? And this particular calendar has the weekends highlighted in yellow. I'm like, well, usually on the weekends I can get, you know, 12, 14, sometimes 20 hours worth of work done. Yeah. So let's just count up those days. And in reality, you know, it was like, you know, you subtract vacations and, you know, time away with the family and stuff. And it's like, all right, I've had like 13 of those days. Right. And, 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 you know, I look, I look at my day job and it's like, so much, we get so much work done week after week after week. I've, I've always beat myself up about that. I'm just not making the same progress in my personal business. But then I look at the calendar and I realize, well, what would I have gotten done in 13 or 14 days at the day job? Yeah. About what I've got done here. It's like, yeah. okay, I, you know, it's, if you look at it that way, it's like, okay, dude, cut yourself some slack. You're actually yeah. making the real progress. The problem is 
that's not your sole focus five or six days a week. Right, right. Yeah. No, I think it's very fair. I think you can look at the difference between the day job and your, your side gig. And uh, if you don't put it in perspective, it can be really shocking. But um, so how are things going? Like, where does uh, Mastermind Jam stand? August so I'm, uh, 28th, 2017. <laughs> 2017. Yeah, uh, it's um, I'm, I'm, I'm nearing completion on the Mastermind Jam version 2. And um, I don't have a better name for it than that right now. But um, And I have some competitors that are close on my heels, so I'm going to be a little cagey about some of the features. Um, and I know two of them listen to the podcast um, and are on my newsletter. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so, um, so that's great. I think, I mean, it's, it's not great that they're on your newsletter and that, you know, we're talking about on the podcast, but it's great that there's competition for the type of thing you're doing. Yeah. I love that part. What I, what I don't love is that, um, is the pressure of it. So one of them has been, um, specifically like he'll go to forums that I participate in and like post behind me and, and plug his own thing. And, He's been in beta since like last July and he just goes on his page and just keeps moving the months back on the beta. Yeah. And he's told me he's just not going to launch until I launch because he's got a development team. And so any features that I have, he doesn't have, he can close the gap. Um, you know, so let's talk about that. Like, I think that there's, um, uh, like the myth and I definitely have it right now that like when we have this thing, our tool will be great and we'll get tons of customers and stuff like that. But either for what you're lacking now or what this guy isn't launching for that you might have, and then he could go build. Does it, do you really think that like the one more thing that's making him delayed and taking you some of this extra time is going to make that huge difference? I don't want to make it sound like I'm delaying launch so I can add more features to further bury him. That's, that's not at all the point. Okay. That's not all the point. I've, I've had um, portions of the app done, finished, where I've let customers look at it. I've gotten feedback. Uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm well through alpha testing, right? Yeah. Where customers have said, you know, this feature is great. It would be great if it did this instead of this. Or, you know, I don't even need this. Don't, don't worry about that. Let's talk about this other thing. Um, so I've gotten great customer feedback that way, and I'm acting on that. I'm just going to ship the core of what I need to ship in this in this version. And, yeah, the, the app will continue to grow and change regardless of whatever competitors do. Um, I just don't want to help them out at all, right? I, <laughs> I just don't want to broadcast every nitty-gritty detail. Um, yeah. But yeah, that yeah. said, the competition isn't postponing me from launch. It's just uh, making me wary of – like, for instance, in the newsletters, I was, I was starting to go kind of in detail about, um, you know – what to expect and, you know, progress in each individual feature. And just as, you know, just like at the bottom, like a paragraph, just to, as for me, a way to be accountable week after week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just kind of, I've dialed that back a bit. And I'm just concentrating on, you know, for the newsletter, it just gets the, it gets value out to my subscribers uh, as quickly as possible so I can get back to working on the thing. And, uh, so anyway, I bring up the competitors not as a way to say, oh, this is why I'm delaying. I'm just, you know, just throwing it out there of why I'm going to be a little cagey today. Sure. No, no, I hear you. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's so, so Mastermind Jam 2 is, um, it's it, for my business. I mean, it's not like a, 
revolutionary thing in the world, right? It's not like I'm inventing a, a category, but for my business, it will be revolution. It will revolutionize my business. Hmm. Uh, so it will, cause right now we're on the one time, um, fee for the matches, the entire process start to finish is email based. And it's basically like you're signing up for a delayed blind date um, <laughs> that you, you don't know when it's going to happen. And it's going to suck to the fourth power because you get this intro to four, four strangers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or, to you know, three other people, you and three other people. It's like, hey, um, this is your group. Hit reply and, and tell everybody how happy you are about that. And it's a little awkward. So I, I still, to this day, get people that sign up, pay, pay real money to be part of this process and no matter how quickly I match them, I've had people I've matched, you know, the, the very next day, like they sign up on Sunday, I do matches on a Monday and they'll get matched and they don't reply. Right. And so interviewing people, talking to customers, getting to the bottom of that, a lot of that is just that awkwardness of, you know, man, I'm, I'm working on my own business and Monday morning, the phone calls are coming in about work and, and the day job or my business. And then I've got this other thing to do that. Frankly, you know, you know, it's a little awkward and you got to kind of get your mind around it and, and it just gets pushed off and then delayed and then I just never get back to it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So hearing feedback like that is driving a lot of what's going to change in the new version. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And so, uh, so looking at launch, whenever it is, um, how do you kind of envision that going and, and have you strategized about launching and, and getting the word out there and what growth will look like? Yeah, I'm working on that right now. And, and, and one of the things I'm working on is how to share the launch with, first of all, the existing people that have ever signed up with me. Right. And that's anybody who's ever downloaded content from the site to the people that have actually paid me money as recently as this morning, I got a sale. Right. And it's, you know, it's a matter of, well, I can't just let somebody sign up for four ninety nine this morning and then this afternoon send them an email saying, hey, sign up for this monthly deal. Right? Yeah. yeah. So there's got to be sensitivity about how to approach that. And I'm, I'm really I've been talking to a lot of people about it. I don't have the right answer yet. Um, I'm about um, two, two and a half weeks away from that. And I'm about 20 days till till I start that launch process. Yeah. So launch isn't going to be I don't have a day on the calendar that says send an email out to everybody that you're launched and hope it goes well. No, I've got a day on the calendar where I start um, reaching out to influencers, scheduling podcast interviews, um, um, recording like testimonials with beta customers who have tested it and what they've found. Um, yeah. I'm getting launch sequences together, email sequences that's going to warm up to the launch, that kind of thing. So those activities are going to be starting here in about, uh, I'm going to say about 20, 21 days. Um, I've got a... I've got a countdown timer here, but, uh, so September 18th is when I'm going to start that process. So right now I'm recording, um, a lot of the marketing and onboarding videos that are going to be part of it. Um, that, uh, welcome new people. I'm really concentrating on the onboarding sequence. And, uh, so that's kind of the timeline here. And of course, as I'm ticking down to the end, um, going back to the app and testing, make sure everything that, you know, I've put together still works great. I realized that my, um, video conferencing solution decided to change their API and they're no longer allowing people to embed their service into other apps. So I'm, I'm having to swap out kind of a, like a core <laughs> core component of the whole thing here at the last minute. But yeah. That's awesome, right? That's the way it goes. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I was using a peer, a peer.in. I love, I've always loved that. Uh-huh. And their developer API is super simple, right? You just take an iframe of with the room ID on it and drop it into wherever you want it. And then you can wrap all kinds of shit around it that you want to. And they decided they don't like that anymore and they're not going to support that anymore. Mm. So, mm. Um, and you know, that's, that's their, that's, they can do that and that's fine. So, but what that does, and there was no warning of that. Um, it's just like there was a blog post this summer that I missed because I was in Colorado with the family. And then, you know, a couple of weeks go by where I'm just assuming it still works, right? <laughs> so luckily I, I, I circled back around and like, oh, shit. Yeah. So that's got to move pretty yeah. high on the task list. I can relate. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, the core thing that I've, I've made known, it's not a secret, is it's going to be, you know, almost like a Skype call. But all your group functionality will be in kind of in the same web browser window with your faces, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not too, you know, it's not a huge game changer. It's not revolutionary, but it's a convenience thing. And for me, it's table stakes to some of the other things I have planned. Um, that are really going to drive value to the to the to the um, to the customer to the members. Yeah, how much? Uh, how, how many are you getting customers like every day, or is is revenue decent right now? I get about three signups a week, which um, most of the time for the last so oh, three four months, those have been in the beginner category. Mm. Um, and I got to tell you, even if it was ten signups a week, it's really not enough. Yeah, you have a critical mass kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, especially, okay, from two standpoints. One, the matching um, algorithms really suffer when there's not a good volume of people. Um, and then two, um, for, as a business, it's just ludicrous, right? So what's a good month? Well, I had, you know, you can't count signups as a core metric. It's all about the revenue. You know, on the first of the month, I got zero dollars. If I have four people sign up this week, yay, that sounds great until you look and it's like, okay, that's $200. And my business cost me about almost, you know, 380 bucks a month to run. So <laughs> I'm still in the negative, right, this mm-hmm. month. And then if like a single person from the, the last week of the previous month says, yeah, I want a refund, and I'm further in the negative. Then you're right? negative, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and worse, because the tiers are so f- widespread, so the beginners are 49, starter is 198. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the next one. Pro is 499, 495, and then the the high one is is at 999. If one of those top two tiers asks for a refund two weeks after, right, and in the interim, um, I've gotten like three beginner signups. It's like a huge cash flow swing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's, it's you know the counting difference between bookings and actual revenue. It's not actual revenue until I've matched these people. But as it turns out. Even if I match these people, first of all, I have um, for for the early customers a 60 day um, refund window, and then for the latter customers 30 day because I, I changed the refund policy back to 30 days. Were you, getting, just, were you getting a lot of refund requests? It yeah, so a lot being I mean, I mean I don't mean a lot by like 50 percent people wanted a refund, but it was it was a a lot of days and weeks after the match people were asking for a refund oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. i get an email i get an email saying hey ken you know we had three meetings it's just not working out the fourth person kind of flaked so it's just been the three of us and we're not getting a lot done so i just like a refund you know you tried thanks it's like dude that was three months ago yeah <laughs> and, if, and if you don't you know as a business person i don't want to think about it anytime there's an email that comes in that has the word refund in it, i just give them a refund i, I don't argue uh-huh. you know i don't i don't 
And so I just hand over the refund and then, you know, talking to people and they're like, well, that's ridiculous. You have a refund policy. You should adhere to it. So I did that a couple of times and those people just fired, filed chargebacks against their credit cards. Mm-hmm. And you never win disputes. It's like, you know, yep. you'll get, Guilty you'll win 20%. Right. Guilty yeah. to proven innocent. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the point of that? I mean, that didn't help anybody. That just pissed everybody off. Right. I'm pissed because I, I see a dispute in, in Stripe and they're pissed that they had to call, you know, lift a phone and call a credit card to get the $49 back. And it's, it's just not worth it. Right. So um, anyway, any refunds is kind of a bummer and uh, it just makes it all kind of not worth it. And I understand. Right. So at the beginning of this whole journey, the assumption was and the um, the enthusiasm was wrapped around the fact that, I mean, this is a small price to pay for a great fitting mastermind group. Like, you know, Kurt Elster brags that his mastermind group helped him 10x his business. Well, well what would you pay for that? Like if, if your business is making 20 G's a month, if somebody helped you 10x that, I mean, is $4.99 too much to pay for that group? I'd say not. Yeah. But, but the problem really is um, – you get matched into a group. Maybe they can't meet at the, the right time of the week for your schedule or, you know, maybe there's one of the people in the group that's not such a good fit and you want to rematch and it takes two weeks to get rematched. And it's it's just not worth the hassle. The price makes it really not worth the hassle for, from the customer's point of view. So, um, so the new thing is going to just lower that bar to entry. So instead of pricing based on the value of the potential, it's going to be priced based more on the reality of the process to get to that potential, right? Mm. Since since at the end of the day, this is a vitamin app. This is not a necessity to your business. I've got to be more realistic to say, I'm asking people to go through this gauntlet here. Um, and a little bit of it, of it is kind of a hassle of putting up with other people and their schedules and um, things like that. So um, – the pricing is going to be much lower, probably around the $29 a month pricing range to, to start off with. Um, it, but it's, re- it's every month it's recurring? Recurring. Hmm. Um, second of all, right now, the product is that introductory match email you get, right? And if you like it and you're happy with it and your group gets started on the right foot, great. But if something happens along that way, like I said, I get people that don't respond to that email. Um, so if I send an email to four people saying, hey, uh, I think this will be a great group. Let's get started. Let's schedule your first meeting. And one guy never responds. That spoils it for four people. Mm-hmm. Not just him, just flaking. It's like you know, um, having a group project in college and one of the people doesn't contribute. <laughs> it's kind of that, that kind of thing, right? And you paid money to, to be part of that suck. Yeah. So like, so right now that's the product. So if you get a bad first impression, I'll get two or three of those people asking for a rematch immediately, which is fine. And then I'll get one person asking for a refund. All right. right that's great. Which is, <laughs> it's like, fuck, that's why great. am I even doing yeah. this? Yeah. So, so coming up, the product that you're paying $29 for is not the match. That's kind of um, a benefit, but it's, it's not the product. Um, the whole product is is the whole platform which allows you to um, get in touch with entrepreneurs at your whim um, to mix and match and get into groups. 
So if I'm in a mastermind group already in mastermind jam and I want to get into a second group, I can just go do that. Say I have a side project that I'm just getting launched. Say, you know, say I'm Brian Castle and I've got a consulting business. I have a mastermind group for that. And I'm just starting this audience or this, um, this, this calendar app. And I, I want to mastermind with some SaaS founders. I can, I can do that. Right. Yeah. It's not an extra fee. It's not, it's just, it's just part of the platform. So hoping that, you know, draws down the refund rate to barely nothing. I mean, you're going to have a lot of people will still come in and kick the tires and cancel. That's fine. Um, but hopefully that's how I'm going to solve some of those business problems as well as some of the, um, the hassle problems for the customers. Yeah. Nice. Well, it'd be interesting to hear how it goes. It sounds like you're close, um, which is great. Did you follow uh, Mike Tabor's launch stuff uh, a couple weeks ago? I have very closely. So yeah, uh, that was really cool. He, he accidentally stole one of my ideas. I was going to do that, you know, like release a video every morning, 21 days before you launched. And, um, I'm kind of glad he did. I, I was watching like the comments of people who are observing his process and, and how he did it. So I've learned a lot from that. Um, so I may or may not still do something like that when we get closer to the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I've been following that closely with blue tick. Yeah. And because right now I'm just worried that people fear that I'm on the audit shark trajectory and not the blue tick trajectory. <laughs> and, uh, they, they, they could still be right. We'll see. But, um, you know, and, and just personally between me and you and our eight listeners, there's, uh, there's part of me that, that has, um, some risk aversion right to this. So, Right now, the business being all email-based, one-time sales, it's really hard to sell it, right? If yeah. I just wanted to just be done with this, I'd basically be selling the domain name and some goodwill, right? The customer list. Really, there's not a lot of the process. Anybody could probably duplicate what I've got going here um, because it's just some drip email sequences, to be completely honest. The type form onboarding takes your money. You get into some drip onboarding sequences. I have uh, an algorithm on a server that matches people. Any CS major could duplicate this in a weekend, right? Yeah. So uh, the thing I built is much more resellable, um, and there's components of it that could be repurposed or or pivoted into other directions too. So. Um, and is that the goal is to to use this as something you can sell or pivot pretty quickly, or do you think it'll be something you'll stick with? If it if it looks like even after this launch and even after the recurring revenue, um, then it becomes something that um, I'm not interested in spending another two and a half, three years, um, slogging on the, you know, SAS ramp of death now, since I've been slogging on the one-time sales ramp of death, right? I've got to do something different at that point. But yeah. you know, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it looks like, um, it's going to be moderately successful and I'll stick with it, but it, it, at least I'll have an asset that I could sell. Like right yeah. now it's, it's, you know, there is no multiple for I would get for what I've got right now, right? Right. And the revenue is so flaky, then you just kind of have to average it out over the year. Some months it'll be a hundred bucks in in sales, and some months, you know, like this month we're on, we're up to seventeen hundred dollars in sales. It's like you, I just fucking don't know from month mm. to month. It just well, drives me yeah. nuts, right? I mean, I think I think recurring revenue in SaaS makes that more predictable, but then your growth is super unpredictable and cancellations you know, affect that a lot. So I think it's, it's nicer to have recurring revenue. Um, but it doesn't make it guaranteed. That's for sure. I mean, we see in both businesses, we see a lot of fluctuation just based on 
you know, changes in growth and cancellations. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely better to, like you said, have those relatively guaranteed, like a percentage of your existing customers are guaranteed. Um, but definitely not all of them. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. So I was, I had a, uh, a customer, uh, I was showing him how things work and stuff like that and showing him my like short, middle and long range plans for this. And he's like, dude, that's, that's amazing. Um, sounds like a lot of work. It's like, why don't you hire a developer? It's like, well, that'd be good, but the business doesn't have steady enough revenue. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like I need uh, you know around 300 bucks just to keep the lights on. And if I starve the business of thousands of dollars every month, I'm just really just dipping into savings. Right. Um, and so with other personal shit that we got going on, I don't, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this business, um, especially some of the features I'm, I'm, I'm looking at looks like a, a good fit maybe for a freemium play, but then again, um, I'm dealing with real professionals and their information. I don't want it to become, you know, another way for people to, to harvest leads for other things. So, mm. uh, you know, having a, a hurdle, a pay hurdle for sign up, um, kind of keeps people honest, um, and keeps them participating. And the people that aren't interested in participating, aren't interested in taking action and getting into a group and, and participating in the group, they'll just cancel because, you know, why pay money, you know, 30 bucks a month or so for something you're not going to use. Yeah. Um, hopefully that weeds out both of those problems. Nice. Nice. Well, I, it'll be, uh, it'll, for me, it will be nice to see this, uh, this baby birthed and get this thing out there because, it's yeah it's been a long time and it's been a slog even if it's great it's been a long time um so i know for you and for people listening and people kind of in our world it'll be nice to see this get out so that you can i mean honestly you you'll you'll know whether you're on a a successful trajectory or or whether you have to pivot or whatever but it'll just be nice to know and whether the the product is finished or it's perfect or you launched just right then you know and you can pivot with real data um, yeah. So my, uh, my wife has been like really laden down the gauntlet with this. Like anytime I'm idle for even a second, she's like, have you launched yet? What are you doing right now? <laughs> it's awesome. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, the other day I was telling her how close I was and, and, uh, and she's like, I don't believe you. She's like, how about this? She's like, I know how much you, you hate having a beard. She's like, you can't shave until you're ready to like record your, your, your onboarding videos. Like until you're ready to record a video that needs your face. Cause she knows that's like one of the last things I've got on my list to do before launch. She's like, no more shaving. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh. so I'm sitting here with like, you know, 20 days growth. Nice. <laughs> I like it. And it's like, okay. You know, we're and so this is like every day, you know, every time I look in the mirror, it's like a reminder, like, dude, <laughs> There's no going back. You got to just see it through. Yeah. And, uh, and she also sees it and says, cause she knows how much I really hate it because it's like fucking itchy and gross and prickly. And thanks, man. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I usually have a little like shadow, right? I'm usually, I shave like every three days normally, but this is crazy for me. And, uh, I'm also surprised how white it is. <laughs> so didn't used to have so much gray hair. Not getting any better. I'm sure. No. So anyway, that's those are these are all signs. These are all signs that things are getting wrapped up here. Yeah, 
So nice. for people that are listening and are worried that I'm just like being a perfectionist and I just don't want to let it out of my hands and let people interact with it. I've let customers interact with it. There's parts of it that are going to look shitty at launch and I'll be embarrassed by. I'm really proud of this though. Even though there's parts of it, portions and pieces here and there that I could make better and will make better over time, I'm actually I'm really excited to market this new aspect of the business because I think it's way better than um, – I've ever done, I think it's way better than is in this niche so far. Yeah. Do you have goals for like two months out, what what your revenue will be? I do. I do. So I use an app called Poindextra. Right. And I've got the whole business plan laid out because there are aspects of this that are marketplace-like. So first, one of the reasons I didn't do like a big pre-sales, you know, get like a early access and people pay for like a year in advance before it launches and things like that is because it's hard to pre-sell a marketplace. I've never seen it done successfully. And I'm sure we'll get, you know, 30 emails after right. this goes hey. saying, well, it's, but I've never been able to find an example of somebody who pre-sold a marketplace and got both sides of the marketplace excited about something that doesn't exist. And Oh, by the way, something that's not necessary in their lives. So, um, it was just something that I had to make portions of it, let people see it, let get feedback, make more portions of it, let people see it. And it's just kind of been a steady grind like that. But, um, yeah, so kind of to justify to myself and to some mentors and to, and, and really frankly to my wife about how I see this growing conservatively, like, you know, looking at blog posts of like people who are just slogging through and what they're, um, growth is month over month and how many months of, you know, just shit they went through to get where they're, they're going, you know, like looking at Nathan Berry's old blog posts about how he was barely making, you know, 1500 bucks a month and, mm -hmm. and looking at, um, Dan Norris when he was working on, um, oh, it started with a C. What was it before? Um, W speaker. Oh, the, the dashboard Inform thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when he was working on informal, and you're just taking into account not the uh, and, and discarding the survivor bias, discard, discarding like buffer, but looking at things that have struggled and failed. What were their metrics like? And as much as I can find transparent sources of that information, I kind of plug those numbers in, and it's like if my growth looks like this, here's what here's what the reality will be. Mm -hmm. And you know, but having a SaaS app. With these kinds of numbers, well, here's what the the multiply, multiplier is in, you know, on Flippa right now for something like this. You know, worst case, if I just, it's a fire sale, the business is on fire, and I just need to offload the software just as assets, what would that look like? You know, I've got a lot of different scenarios in there. Um, I had a, um, one part of my business is very like a startup, and I, I don't want to name it now because it really gets into um, kind of, one of the big features that I don't want to talk about yet, but, um, <clears throat> the founder of that business that I'm kind of modeling and, and very much inspired by, and I think it'll help founders and mastermind groups. Um, he sold that business for a lot of, lot of cash and he's still out there doing training and stuff like that now, but he's for, you know, multiple millions. Um, and he reached out to me on Twitter the other day and I basically lost my shit for half a week. Right. Like, um, imagine if like Mark Cuban reached out and said, Hey Craig, um, <laughs> I want to talk about podcast motor. How's it going? What email should I use to get in touch with you? And you would just piss yourself a little bit first. Right. Yeah. And you'd be like, wait, your mind would be going a thousand directions. Does he want to invest? Does he want, is he want to help me promote it? Is he just, you know, 
is he trying to sell me something? You know, what the fuck? I fangirled out for about um, 30 hours. And I'm not even going to lie. It was just like I had no fucking idea how to take this conversation. So, I mean, I immediately replied, here's my email address. And, you know, he gets in touch with me and saying, hey, you know, dude, I, I'm, I'm looking at Mastermind Jam. What's your, you know, what's your 10 range, 10 year vision for this? And so it was really cool to be able to just share that and just dump all this stuff that's kind of been in my head because, you know, you and I haven't been talking and <clears throat> there's not really many transparent places that I share this information. I don't I don't have like an accountability thread in Founder Cafe or anything like that. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to dump my idea on his lap and and show him the portions that really um, aligned with the business that he just launched, you know, built and sold um, and then the other portions and how it interacts with the marketplace that exists today and where I see the marketplace going and having that conversation was fantastic. That's know. great. That's great. And um, he was helpful and receptive to, to talking through things. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, very helpful advice. So, um, but the first, you know, first sentence was like, whoa, dude, you have now set the record for the longest email reply ever. <laughs> Cause it was like, I printed it out, it was like nine pages. Right. So, but, and he said, and then he went into detail. It's like, I think you're really onto something here. And that yeah. was just like, just like I was useless for like the rest of the week. Right. Just like that took away all the, the pressure I had building to get this thing done and I hope it works. And that, like that mm -hmm. nervous excitement, mm -hmm. it just fucked all that up. <laughs> it was miserable. So like it took me until the following Monday, that was a Wednesday. It took me until the following Monday to really get back on track and, get my head back into the game. I was like, all right, well, if any of this is going to come to pass, I got to execute. So none of that happened. Imagine it didn't happen and we're just going to execute. Right. And, uh, and then like he, he still checks in with me every, every couple of weeks. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, I've, I've gotten some good validation along the way. Um, I've, I've heated some warnings along the way and hopefully, Hopefully, I'm not audit sharking it. Sorry, Mike, for making a verb out of it, uh, out of your jerk. <laughs> hopefully, I'm not audit sharking this bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think everyone listening uh, hopes the same thing. So, yeah, it'd just be nice to get it out there. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about um, Podcast Motor and your shift into software. Uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been great, to be honest. It's been a lot of fun. Um it's been a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, but, uh, yeah, so podcast motor is doing well. Um, we had the first couple of months of this year. We're down. We had a, we had a customer that had several shows with us and they canceled, um, to kind of bring it in house, um, in like January. And so that was really tough because that was a big chunk of revenue. Uh, so the first couple of months of this year, we're down, um, after that, we have been strong the last four months, uh, which is cool. It's really great. The the business is doing really well at this point. Um, and my involvement is, is as good as it's going to be. I've kind of just come to grips with the fact that like, it's never going to be something I can walk away from for two weeks. Um, cause to do that, I would have to hire somebody and it doesn't make that much money. So I think podcast motor, I am, uh, I'm focusing on higher value, more kind of startup-y customers as opposed to, uh, you know, the guy who's uh, a entrepreneur that wants to start a podcast and wants it to, quote, sound great. Um, right, right. 
you know, someone who just comes and says like, we want to do a podcast. We've recorded 10 episodes. Here you go. And that's what we do. And and that's what we're best at. So, um, yeah, I mean, so we've signed some really great customers the last couple of months and it's exciting. It's, it's really exciting to be able to do that. And the business is operating kind of like it has in the past in terms of my involvement and profitability and all that kind of stuff. So that's really cool. And it's let me focus on, I don't know that we've talked, have we talked about this? So I don't even remember what our think, last episode was. Yeah, it was launched in like, we talked in February. I think we didn't get it out to March. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so in December, I purchased Seriously Simple Podcasting. So it was a free WordPress plugin, very similar to if anyone has ever used PowerPress. Very similar in terms of what it does, but as the name describes, it's like really just kind of what you need. It's not like a 8,000 options that PowerPress gives you. Um, but it was a free plugin. There was no monetization to it at all. Uh, so we built a podcast hosting platform on it. So very similar again to the PowerPress and Blueberry analogy where Blueberry is their hosting platform. We built our own hosting platform um, starting in January and we launched it the first part of May. And um, so that's really been since May, it's been my focus almost entirely, right? I mean, like Podcast Motor is doing well and is kind of on cruise control. I don't think it's a bad term. Um, but yeah, seriously, simple podcasting and seriously simple hosting, as we call the hosting platform, has been growing really well. And it's a lot of fun. And I think it's a, I think it's a pretty healthy business, uh, even just a couple months in. And, uh, yeah, we get a, like you're saying, we get, we get a ton of good feedback from, you know, like influencers who I have check it out and give us some feedback or our customers, which is like the most important. Um, but yeah, I think it's doing kind of like what it needs to really well. Um, and so now it's like, uh, I didn't realize that like, once you release software, then there's 8 million other things you want to do with the software. Um, and so now it's like this balancing act of like, I want. I want seriously simple hosting to be profitable overall. So I only can spend as much as we make. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been that, that part of things and managing at this point a couple of part-time developers and figuring out what AWS is and how it works and how we scale and things like that has been, yeah. um, you know, a, a firsthand learning experience. Oh man, AWS is such a blessing and a curse, right? Yep. Like it's so hard to work with, but when it's all set up and configured right, um, it's just like magic. It, yeah. <laughs> it's magic, but it's so hard to get to magic. Yeah. So I mean, we hired this guy. Um, so my developers are in South Africa. They're buddies of the guy who built the plugin originally, and they're great. Okay. They're, they're both really yeah. great, and it's wonderful to get a trusted kind of. Uh, you know, reference like that. So, so our developers are there and they bought primary developer when we were getting ready to launch was like, Hey, I, I don't know how to do this. I'm just going to tell you. So let's go find somebody who can So well, yeah, we found actually this guy on Upwork, but he's a U.S. based kind of like cloud computing agency or server admin or whatever you want to call them. Uh -huh. They specialize in AWS. Yeah. They're a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, shit, we spent, $300 on them, I think, to get the whole thing set up. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, so it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, and so we're running into some, uh, I guess you could call it scaling issues. So um, CloudFront, the CDN that goes into uh, 
that's part of AWS is great uh-huh. for a lot of things and it's not great for podcast hosting. So we're in the process of changing our CDN right now, which is, oh. um, it's not terrible, right? I mean, it's like, you know, you just kind of duplicate what you have here over there and change the DNS. And yeah. if it all goes well, that's all there is. Um, but we didn't realize that we need to do this until we had a couple of customers that get like 20,000 downloads an episode. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I think we've known, I've known for a long time that SaaS is like this 80-20 of people who pay and don't really use it. Um, yeah. to people who are heavy users. And when you only have, we have like 150 customers, when you only have 150 customers and you get five big users, um, then, you know, your AWS bill triples one month and you're like, okay, <laughs> we really need to take a look at this and figure out a way yeah. to, to scale a little more effectively. But, you know, I mean, that's aside from from some things on launch day not going like I want them to. Um that's been like the the biggest kind of bonehead lesson, I think, and it's just coming out now, um, is, you know, building something for scale, which I'm glad we didn't sort of like prematurely optimize. Um, we just went with like, you know, AWS can do everything. Let's just stick it all in there and see how it goes. And for two and a half months, it was great. Um, yeah. And now we, we have to take a look at it again. But it's... Well, if you're going to bet on something, you're going to bet on the name brand, right? You're going to... You know, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. And I tell, like, you know, I tell our customers, they're like, you know, how do you do this? And I was like, yeah, it's all on AWS. And they're the, the biggest, baddest, exact. uh, you know, cloud hosting platform out there. For like in exact- enterprise sales, they say that, you know, you won't get fired for, for picking IBM or, you know, or Oracle. You yeah. Know, it's, yeah. It's, it's just, even if it's not right, it's just seems like an obvious choice. It's got the name brand and they cachet with it. Yeah. Yeah. So... So yeah, I you know, and the interesting thing now is so we have two guys that are part-time. One is uh, our lead developer who kind of built everything is a freelancer, so he's um doing between 10 and 15 hours a week. Uh the other guy uh, has a day job and does kind of nights and weekends. Um and we're looking at bringing a third guy on who would do both support and some development, some light development. Mm. Um which would be great. So we're getting like a dozen support requests a day, something like that. Okay. Which is not the end of the world, but um, like if I want to go on vacation or uh, whatever, I can't because our yeah. customers are relying on. And I, I mean, our two guys have access to Help Scout, but I don't want to be spending sixty five dollars an hour <laughs> for them to exactly. issue Stripe, Stripe refunds. So yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, you know that I, I think um, Jonathan, our, our lead developer, was on. Uh, rogue startups a couple weeks ago and talked about like at this point kind of like how the business is running and I think our one of our biggest problems is that we have like two and maybe three guys and how do we organize the development effort so that it's not just a, a slack blitzkrieg every Monday morning where I'm just humping their leg um, and it's hard I mean it's hard for me to be that organized it's hard to be that uh, proactive and planned you know, yeah. because yeah. it's a very, very new product still. Um, and a bug comes in that goes to the top of our list, even over, you know, new features that we have planned. So, you know, we're just like getting a Trello board out now and things like that, that are just like, yeah, I don't know, like glorified duct tape, I think, for the the real process and, and tools that we need. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, those are 
from my perspective, good problems to have is how to organize the development team and what our development culture looks like. Um, because I think that's a real thing and I never appreciated that before. Um, yeah. and then how do we, how do we kind of roadmap and plan features and bugs and stuff? Um, cause I mean, it's a, it's a great product right now, but it only works with WordPress. So if you're on Squarespace or Wix, or you just don't want to base your podcast feed in WordPress, then you can't use us. Where like Libsyn, you know, you just go to Libsyn and publish your podcast and your podcast lives in Libsyn with us. It lives in WordPress. So opening up to be able to do it anywhere, uh, is kind of the next step. And that's a, yeah. that's a decent size effort. So cool, man. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of exciting shit happening in the podcasting world uh, and a lot of like venture funding and acquisitions and stuff like that. So I'm just like, no, 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 no. Let me let me keep working, please, because this is not going bad. You know, let me just keep working. Yeah. People are pumping money into it. So, I, I, you know, even if you're a small fish, even if you never become like, you know, a funded company, you're still going to be able to make a business out of it, I think. Yeah. Because just so many people are pumping money into podcasts these days. Yeah. Yep. You know, you're, I don't know if you remember, probably two years ago, one of our episodes, I was talking about how oh, it wouldn't be great if you could dynamically insert ads in the podcast. And, you know, we're talking about how hard that would be to build. And, you know, you know, maybe that wasn't the right move for podcast motor. And I just got an email yesterday from Stitcher um, saying they were making some changes to their app so they could, um, you know, get out of the way of people who do this. There are companies out there that are dynamically inserting ads like it's just it's there's just so much innovation going on behind the scenes and in, in, in podcasting it's crazy yeah yeah it's ri- yeah yeah it's definitely i mean that's definitely something we're looking at um and it's not that hard um no it's not like anchor does it and i mean there's yeah art there's 19 so- was the first one i think to do it um yeah, yeah. but uh, so it's not a, it's not a technology problem it's a um you know it's a business model problem like mm-hmm. now you gotta it's you know now i gotta have a marketplace where advertisers are willing to spend money on this. And then, well, they're going to want metrics with this. Well, we don't have metrics, but we have tech that allows us to insert ads. So let's build the the metrics into it. And so you see a lot of people are approaching this from all the angles, right? The pond is filling in from all sides and uh, it's getting interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. I'm going to a conference in three weeks in Ireland, in Dublin. Um, it's called Sastock, which is like uh, Saster, but mm-hmm. for Europe. And I was just looking at the attendee list this uh, earlier today, and it's like three quarters VC. And I'm just like, wow, that is so weird. Um, but that's so cool. If but you were to just go to launch there at that conference with, and just accidentally just sit next to a, you know, a, a venture guy who was interested in and knowledgeable about podcasting space and wanted to spend some money in that direction. Like is your, do you have areas in your business that you could just add fuel to the fire and, 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 and outside funding would help you grow or, you know, or to be more confusing than helpful at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel, (laughs) uh, I feel like it would be a a huge stretch for me personally, right? Like, uh, me managing our two part-time developers is cool. And we have a very lifestyle business right now. Um, the pressure that would come along with that would be tough. Um, and the, the place that we could spend money, um, I don't feel like we need to spend like the amount of money that you would raise through a VC, you know? Yeah. Like we don't need a million bucks, right? We need like 20 grand. 
to, to just hire like a couple of <laughs> like PHP developers because we built our shit on Laravel. Like we just need a month out of like three good developers. Yeah. To to build like the five things we need. And maybe it's two or three months, right? But it's not like millions of dollars worth. Um so yeah, I I uh it's not what I want to do, for sure. Um yeah. but I I mean I definitely think that as markets go, if there's a market that would be right for it, ours is because the the money is coming in. Um you know, someone could convince me otherwise, probably. But, but you don't you don't want to live that life that's beholden to the money, right? Yeah, it's... right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... suddenly you got to show up. You, you're a nine to fiver suddenly because you're spending somebody else's cash. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of I there's a couple of things I don't do well, and that is definitely one of them. Um, yeah, you know, like having a coach or something uh, who tells me what to do. I <laughs> is just <laughs> not is not me. I mean, if somebody convinced me that's absolutely the way to do it, um, yeah, that's great. But uh, you know, I think we can get there by ourselves, which I think is. You talk to these people who've done it or thought about doing it. Um, if you think you well, can get have, there yourself, then the end result is so much better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They they have names for these people that are coaches that tell you what to do, and you can't say no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are those are bosses. Yep, <laughs> those are employers. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need those. Um, a coach would probably be helpful. So just somebody to for you to bounce stuff off of and give you. Yeah, so I have been uh, I have been connecting with somebody that we all know on uh, Clarity.fm on a mm -hmm. kind of regular basis, and it's been helpful just to kind of like we're doing talk talk out loud. But I mean, this guy's been there and done it three times, um, yeah. and so yeah, just kind of big picture stuff um, has been really helpful. And just I'm reading a lot of, like I said, like you know, how do you manage a a team and and how do you roadmap your features and stuff like that. Um, because that's where we are right now. I mean, the core product is good. We're acquiring customers. Um, I'm focusing more and more on getting more customers. Um, well, let me ask you the specifics here. How do you how do you roadmap? You said you're roadmapping, you know, the product development as well as the team. How do you roadmap um, like the the flow versus the cash flow, right? So I'm sure you've got in your mind a mental model of how you think this will grow monetarily. Is there is there a, a model you use to know when to plug in more team members in customer success or developers or, you know, um, how do you go about that? Yeah. Uh, I don't have a great way to do it. Um, I kind of look at where we are and, you know, in terms of like profitability for the last month and I know at the rate we're growing and I look at, you know, projecting forward, like at the end of this month, then we'll have, this much money left over. So we can yeah. look forward to, to hiring somebody there. Right. Um, and everyone is coming on very, very <laughs> part-time, you know, like, uh, yeah. It, Cause it would just, you know, we're definitely not to the point where we could hire any full-time person. Um, but is there any sort of like formalized way that, or you just have a gut, kind of a gut feeling? No, I mean, is I there like a, a Google feeling. sheet somewhere? No, there's no, no. Okay. no, I mean, I know what our hosting bill is. I know what, uh, our developer cost is, and I know what our revenue is, and that's it right now. Um, yeah. So we like just... with a friend of ours. He, a friend of ours asked me a specific number, so I sat down and I put together a Google sheet, and I really wasn't satisfied that with that. So I went back to Poindexter and I really refined the numbers, and I looked at okay, if these conservative project, projections are true, 
at what point can I add a CTO kind of person, a developer that takes this off my plate? And at what point can, you know, and so I'm, I'm actually looking at what month on the journey I can do certain activities. Um, so yeah. I'm not saying you should do that, but it's really helped me a lot just, just as a sanity check. Cause there's been a lot of things that I used to in the past just say, you know, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. But, um, like for me, I, I keep saying that if I could just get this thing making more money so I could hire a developer to take those, you know, ticky tack little, um, development issues off my plate so that I could focus on marketing. Um, I could, I could personally put gasoline on this just from outreach, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the thing there is that like, we're, I'm just getting into the point where the, the product is really solid and I'm very comfortable pushing marketing. Um, yeah. and you know, starting marketing from scratch is hard. Uh, so it's been fun, but interesting, uh, looking at kind of building a marketing plan from scratch, uh, for something that has a good name, uh, in the WordPress space and in the podcasting world. But for what we're selling now, no, you know, nobody knows about it. So it's been yeah, interesting. It was hundred percent organic growth before, right? Before you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Just word of mouth and people finding it through the app app store and WordPress. Yeah. And that's how we've grown so far. And now we're just starting, you know, podcast advertising and Facebook ads and yeah. a little bit now of you content. Need, now um, you need more than that growth. Yeah. I mean, now we're able to handle, you know, instead of a couple customers a day, 20. Um, yeah. We haven't had 20 customers a day yet, but we had 10 one day. That was great. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's exciting, but it's, um, it's been like we were talking about at the very beginning, like it's been a tough road to get here. Yeah. It's great. But, um, you know, it's, it's not all unicorns and rainbows, no matter where you are, I think. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. Like last month, I I remember a day where I had, you know, it was a thousand dollar day yeah. and like just looking at Stripe, it's like, oh man, that's awesome. But when you break it down, that was three customers. You know, it's like, what? That That's not helpful. <laughs> and um, three customers, I mean, my business might as well be dead on that day because yeah. I can't, you know, that's not even enough for one group if they're perfect for each other. And, and I, one of the things I don't do is match people that aren't a good fit. So, um, yeah. Well, cool, man. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the, uh, the journey of, of just growing like the, the marketing initiative. Yeah. Like, cause I'm going to be shadowing your movements. I'm going to be, okay, here's what Craig did. So I'm going to do that. We're, we're sponsoring our first podcast in two weeks. I'm really excited to see how that goes. I think that, I think that'll be a huge channel for us. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, I want to do just a short series, like, you know, three months or something like that, where it's just every week there's four people on a show having a mastermind call. And yeah, we, we scrub out any sensitive details and then listeners can kind of a get familiar with what a mastermind call could, could be like, but then you get to not just hear Craig and Ken, but you get to hear every week, um, four or five people talking about their business. Yeah. And then, so if week one was, you know, person A, B and C and D, um, week one of the following month would be revisiting with those people. Hey. How'd you do on that goal that you set in your last call and mm-hmm. that kind of, and then every week just have a, a new set of four people. Um, so each one would have three calls a total of 12, um, episodes 
So I'm, I'm, I'm um, putting together the schedule for that. It's going to happen. Nice. It's going to be one of the, one of the things after, you know, like I said, in 20 days, I'm going to start all this launch activity. That's going to be one of the things they start reaching out to people. I've got, I got, I've got three people lined up so far, so that's not nearly enough, but, um, um, yeah, I, I think, I think getting the word out for, for any of these things is so hard to do pull your head out of the weeds of, um, like the, the, the ROI and features and, you know, customer support for existing customers and then pull your head out of those weeds and just say, Oh yeah, we got to tell people about this. It's, it's super hard. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a dangerous, uh, road to go down to, to stick your head in the sand. But, um, I think when you, when you can get out of it, it's when your business grows. So yeah, it's really powerful. Okay. Yep. Cool, man. It's been awesome hearing your update. Yeah, likewise. Likewise, I look forward to, like you're saying, hearing uh, you know, what's coming here in the next couple months. I, uh, yeah, definitely look forward to it. All right. Well, uh, thanks for the listeners for uh, still leaving us in your podcatching app, just in case there is an episode. Um, and for the people that reached out to us, we appreciate it. And um, hopefully there's some more updates. Um, and, um, and hopefully we don't go entire bulks of years between updates right yep sounds good yeah thanks to everybody and uh we'll be back soon Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. To stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup, visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.